Well, man, it's good to be in church. If we haven't met yet, I think I've met everyone here, but if we haven't met, maybe you're watching online and we haven't met yet. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm the pastor here at the church. My wife and I, Amber, we, we, Amber and I, we pastor the church here, and, and we'd love to get to know you. Um, and the simplest, fastest, easy way for you to get connected is you can actually text into our office. And so you can do that by texting guest into our office. The information should be on your screen uh, right now. And, uh, and then um, at the same time, if you consider City Church your home church, at the same time, we're going to receive tithes and offerings. And so you can do that um, digitally going to our website, or you can even text in as well. The information will be up on the screen as well if you're watching online. If you're here in the building, there's drop boxes if you're more of an analog versus a digital um, giver. And so I just want to, let's pray over the tithes and offerings. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for all that you've done for us and you've even provided for us even in the midst of uh, pandemics and, and, and riots and, and, and even murder hornets. And God, I just ask that as you have blessed us, God, we would just re- be faithful and return the, ho- uh, the tithes of the house of the Lord in Jesus' name. God, everywhere this money goes, let it make your name famous. Amen. 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 Well, I have got to tell you guys some stuff. And um, you know what? I forgot. Um, I don't know if anybody's available. Can you grab a pulpit for me? It's backstage somewhere. I've been, I haven't been doing this. For, I've been out of, out of the saddle. I, <laughs> I need to, <laughs> thank you so much, Keith. I really appreciate that. And so, um, yeah, so, um, so I got to tell you some stuff. So here we go. This is so crazy. The last 12 weeks, we have been doing um, online church only. We're now back together. Um, and we have some people in person. We have some people. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And so I got to let you guys in on a secret. Some of you guys know this, but some of you may not know this. Um, we did not own... Um, cameras to be able to do what we were doing for the last 12 weeks. And so here, here's what we have had been doing for the last 12 weeks is we have been, we turned one of our uh, uh, kids' classrooms into a little movie studio, TV studio thing. Uh, Daniel Newman and, and Jeff Lance and, and many others worked hard to do that. And we actually filmed all of our services on Thursday night on iPhones um, and so if you were um, coming to be on the band that night to be able to, to record worship, you were required to bring your cell phone so that we could use it. <laughs> I'm not lying. Had, people were bringing their own cell phones and we were setting them on, on little tripod stands and stuff in order to record our services on Thursday night. And then people were tirelessly working for days to edit it all and put it all together so it looked like we were actually putting something together live because we did not have the technology to do what we just did for 12 weeks. And and because of people's selfless sacrifices and, and, um, and donation of their devices as when they're coming, um, we, it, it, something pulled together and, and, and it looked, how many, isn't that amazing? Um, do you guys know that? that was, how many of you guys, you say like you knew we were recording it and replaying it on Sunday? How many of you guys knew that that was happening? Some of you guys, okay. How many of you guys in the room thought this was actually live? We we're actually doing it live. Because some people thought we were actually doing it live. Oh, man, that, that's really good. We were like really, we weren't sure what to, should we tell everybody up front or like, but we did it all on iPhones. Um, and so what, here's what um, we did, guys, I'm, I'm blown away at your guys' generosity to continue to support the ministry, that even in the midst of pandemic, even in the midst of not being able to gather um, the finances, God provided the finances for the, for the church, even through, through you guys, even, that um, we were able to upgrade um, and actually get some 
online cameras to be able to broadcast live, uh, live right now on Sunday morning um, out to Facebook and YouTube. And, um, and so some of you guys are in the room and you're seeing that we have some extra equipment in here. It's because this is what it takes to be able to do a live stream. And, uh, and so because of your generosity and the provision of God really uh, to this church, we've been able to um, upgrade our equipment and be able to reach more people through the internet. Come on, guys. Isn't that amazing? That is just amazing how good God is. And so I want to say welcome to everybody who's watching online today. Um, I know that there are people on the West Coast. Um, uh, there are people in Oregon and Washington who have been tuning in every single week. I want to say welcome people in Florida, on the East Coast. We have people in Wisconsin, people in Texas, all across the country, even in the Midwest. I went and looked at the logs of who's been watching online. I want to say welcome to everybody who's been tuning in. And, and you are just as much a part of this church, even if you're not here in Albuquerque. And, and our commitment is that we are going to continue to... Improve our live stream so that you can continue to be part of this church. And I just want to say welcome to everybody who is watching online. I, I am, I am uh, I've just been amazed to see what God has done. Even for those people who are in Albuquerque, maybe you're just not quite ready to gather together in a group setting. I totally understand that. And, and so now you can tune in online and, and watch and still stay up to date what's going on in the church. And, and so welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and you're watching us this morning. This morning, I have a, mes a message that I've been preparing on a message on unity. We're different, but we're the same. We're different, but we're the same. George, George, George loves the racetrack. He likes to go down and bet on the ponies. And nearly losing his shirt one day, he noticed that there was a priest who was down on the track. And the priest walked out onto, the, onto the, the track before the race started. And he walked up to one of the ponies and he blessed it, the horse. And then when he walked off the track, that horse was a long shot. But when he walked off the track, that horse came in first place. George is astounded, doesn't know what to think about this situation. And so he watches again on the next race. And, and this priest goes walking up to a different horse. He blesses the horse. And, and, and George, being curious, thinks, I better Go check this out. So he goes down to the betting booth and he runs down there, just puts a little bit of money on that one horse. Sure enough, that horse came in first place. And so all day long, he just kept watching this priest. And when the priest would go down and, and bless the horse, he would go and, um, and wager on that horse. And he was cleaning up. He was making so much money just doing whatever the thing had done. And, and then at the end, one of the last races of the day, he watched the priest go out. And this time he didn't just bless the horse on the head. He had the hooves and he was doing all kinds of stuff. And he's like, oh man, this horse is definitely going to win. He goes to the ATM. He pulls out every cent he owns, puts everything onto this horse. And that horse comes in dead last. And he loses all of his money. And he's upset about it. He goes and finds the priest and he says, he says Father, Father, I, I mean, you're a man of God. I saw you blessing horses and every time they won. But that last one, what happened? I don't understand. And he just shook his head. He says, oh, you evangelicals, you don't know the difference between blessing and a last rite. <laughs> Different, but the same. Different, but the same. Guys, we are following Jesus. That is who we follow in our church. That, that we're not following me. You're not following somebody else. You are, you are following Jesus. And, and my job is, as a pastor of the church is to help be the road sign to help point you back to following him. There are different churches and traditions, but as long as they're following Jesus and they have Jesus as the Lord of, of their life, they can be different, but they can be the same. They can be different, but they can be the same. There's different members of the body, it says. There's different parts and pieces. And, and, and I just want you to know that, that just because you're different doesn't mean you're not the same. 
So, so here we go. This is important because this is why. The devil has a strategy. Satan has a strategy. And his strategy, one of his strategies, is to divide and to conquer. And if he can get us to focus on the differences that are between us, he will win. He will win. He will find the differences. If we focus on the differences, we will be divided. And then it is easier to pick us off one by one or even in groups. He wants us to fight over that stuff instead of uniting over our commonality. And we, as believers and followers of Christ, have the best commonality, the strongest commonality, and that is Jesus Christ. Today we're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. My hope today is that it would be a shorter message. We're going to have a little bit of changes as we are going through this re-entry of the church. And just so, so everybody is aware of some of these changes, one of them is, is that we are, we are going to do a little bit shorter services for a season as, as we are, people are getting more comfortable with gathering in groups. And if you may have noticed that our kids' ministry isn't meeting right now. And, and, and as, as we move forward in time, we'll make decisions on when we're going to reopen our kids' ministry. Um, I, I'm done putting timelines on things. <laughs> we, we tried that for the last three months, and I'm just done. And so we're, this is what we're doing this week. And at some point in time, we'll open our kids' ministry. It will be soon. Jesus also said he was coming back soon. <laughs> we will, very soon, the, uh, the lobby will be reopened. But for now, you may have noticed if you walked in, the lobby is empty. All the furniture is put away. And, and, you know, and why is that? Because we can't have people congregating in the lobby. That will create some sort of virus cloud or something that will get us all. And so we encourage you at the end of the service to go out in the front. It's still cool. It's, it's nice out. You can hang out right outside in the front of the building outside, fresh air, and hang out as long as you want to. It's one of those you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here things, you know, at the end of the service. And, and uh, you know, so there's a few things that have, have changed in what we're doing, but, but I'm telling you we're taking steps. You've got to start somewhere, right? you got to start somewhere. And so we're starting to take some steps. And so here we go. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 17. Verse 10. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. There was a little bit of a problem going on in the early church where there was some division that was happening. There was some division that was, that was happening. Just like it could be a problem in today's church too. We could have division that could happen amongst us even in today's church. You know, in, in, in the time when they were writing this, they, they had what they called Pax Romana. It was the, the Roman peace, the, the, the peace that, that the Roman Empire had established. And they established that peace with a very strong army to enforce that peace. How many of you guys know there is a difference between peacemakers, peace fakers, and peace breakers? But if you're going to be a peacemaker, because the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. If peacemakers requires active work to make peace. So many times we see conflict and we want to shy back from it and just not address it. Well, that's peace faking, not peace making. And that's a whole other sermon. We're not going to go there. I said we're going to be short, right? Verse 11, for it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. What I mean is that each one of you says, well, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Listen, we aren't united under any other name other than Jesus Christ. 
That is the name that we are united on. And I love that we have that commonality. Because when you look around the room, you see all kinds of backgrounds. You see every shade of skin color in our church because I think that's what heaven's going to look like because everyone is created in God's image. And so whether, it's, it's whether you have lighter skin or darker skin or you're somewhere in the middle, you can be neon green, I don't care. You are created in God's image and, and, and you're welcome here in this house because, because we are not united under that, we're united under the name of Christ. What you may or may not know is that we have both Republicans and Democrats in our church. We have both people on the far side of conservative thinking and the far side of liberal thinking in our church. You know why we can do that? It's because we're not united under a political banner of any sort. We're united under the name of Jesus. Because if we start to focus on those other things that is a tactic of the enemy, this is why racism is a sin. It's because it's a division tactic of the enemy that we would look with our human eyes and say, you are good and you are not good based on what I can see. And so with with our human eyes, we have got to be a people who are united under Christ, looking at people from the perspective of who God says that we are, right? We've got to be that way. We are united under Jesus. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. If it was written in today's language, it would be he would be the president of presidents. The kingdom of God is, is unshakable, and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. That is the kingdom we are part of. That is the, the king that we are united under. In verse 14, it says, I thank God that I baptized none of you. <laughs> this is Paul writing all this. I thank God that I baptized none of you. Well, except for... Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say you are baptized in my name. And then he like proceeds to try to explain himself. Um, oh wait, I did also baptize the household of Stephanas, but beyond that, I don't think I baptized anyone else. And for Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Paul was sent to preach the gospel in simple terms to everyday normal people. He understood his calling and his purpose. My calling and purpose is different than your calling and purpose. But to understand what God has called and purposed you to do in this day and in this, and in this life, that is a huge understanding. When you understand what God has put you here for and you start to do this thing that he's called you to, I'm telling you, you start to have a massive impact in people's lives and you find that your purpose is now rooted and grounded in God's kingdom and not in your own. Paul was called to preach, but others may have been called to teach. Maybe others were called to baptize, and maybe some were called to be heavily involved in discipleship. There's different people that have different gifts. Some people would love to stand on stage. Some people are terrified to stand on stage. If you're terrified to stand on stage, God has something for you that probably won't involve standing on stage. And so I've got three points this morning, and this is this. Number one is unity is not uniformity. Unity is not uniformity. We are not going to look the same, speak the same, act the same. The diversity among us is a beautiful thing. And we've got to be people who can embrace that, people who can love that and, and, and respect that and honor that, and that our cultural backgrounds and our cultural differences and, and even our different positions in life and ages and whatever it might be, that we be able to embrace the position that we're in because God has brought us together as a family. You see, unity is defined by any group of people who are characterized by a shared purpose, vision, and direction. 
It isn't about being exactly the same, but advancing toward the same goal. I'm a big football fan. Love the Denver Broncos. We've got a shot this year. That's right. We've got a shot this year. We've got a QB. We've got some other players. Okay, okay. Stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on track. There's some sinners in the house. You've got to repent. I... In a football team, there's different positions, though. There's different skills. You have people on your offensive line that are six foot six and six foot six. <laughs> and they're, they, you look at them at first glance and you look, man, they, they don't look very athletic. Maybe they look um, overweight and obese, but they have a ton of muscle underneath those layers of, of insulation and protection that they carry. They love their muscles so much they protect them. And, and you have those people that, that don't necessarily run fast, but they have the short, be able to jump back and forth and block fast moves, Right? You've got wide receivers who are beanpole skinny, can run fast, but they don't weigh very much, but they've got to be tall and lanky. They, they look different than the offensive linemen. The linebackers on defense look different than the quarterback. The running backs, right, they look different, different shapes and sizes, different skills, but they're on the same team pursuing the same goal, running toward the same end zone. That is the church, is we don't look the same, we don't act the same, we don't talk the same. Our skill sets are different between us, but we're all aiming on the same thing, extending the kingdom of God everywhere that we go, right? We're all in the same thing. That's what unity looks like. Number two is this, is unity brings strength. Unity brings strength. Guys, we are in a war, a spiritual war all the time. And, and as believers, and we have got to be aware that we are in this war. The enemy would love to divide and to conquer, to get us to look at individual traits of individuals and draw lines in the sand and say, no, I'm not with them or I am with them. But no, no, listen, that is a tactic of the enemy to be able to take us out. And that is not what we need to be doing. Unity brings strength. Satan knows that a disunified people are weak and vulnerable. And he will use that against you and against I to be able to take us out, to be able to get us discouraged, to be able to walk away from our faith. This, this is why small groups are so important. This is why having a group of believers that you can be connected with on a, on a basis that's outside of just Sunday mornings, that's why this is important. Church can't just be, I watch it online and that's it. You've got to find connection with other believers that you can have your faith encouraged no matter where you are, no matter where you are. My third, my final point, we're going to wrap up with this right here is, is this, is that we need to be unified into one body, unified into one body. If, um, if the keyboardist would come, we're going to wrap up here. The church is the body of Christ, and we are the hands and the feet of Jesus, and the hands and the feet of Jesus. You look around, we're, we're a multicultural church, a multiracial church. We have everything that's here, and we've got to realize that race has always been a part of God's plan. It, it always has been, and, and it always will be. The church should be the model for reconciliation. It should be the model of what unity can look like everywhere. We should be the front runners in this area. We, we, we should be, as the church, the people who are leading the way and what it looks like to have a unified body of people in serving one thing, 
Serving God, serving one thing with one purpose. That we're able to look beyond what somebody looks like on the outside and understand their value and who God has made them to be. Guys, we can be the leader in that area. We don't have to be someone that is falling behind, but leading the charge. We can be a model for what the world can look at and go, yeah, that's kind of like what we need right now. This unrest that's happening in our country, I think it's an opportunity for the church to shine. In the darkest times is when the light shines brightest. Church, I want to encourage you. This is a time where us as a church can become more unified. We can become more unified in the midst of this, in this world that we're in. We're one body united in Christ. You see, our distinction should not cause divisions. Our common goal is advancing God's kingdom through sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and pointing people into a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. When believers from every race come together and operate in biblical unity, we won't be divided and conquered. We will live a victorious Christian life. Victorious Christian life. Will you bow your heads? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you that, that you have made and created all of us. God, we love the variations and distinctions between each of us as individuals. God, help us as the church to lead the way and, and to be a role model for everyone around and how we're able to be able to, to embrace anyone from any background and any situation, God. That we don't aren't somebody who's known as a judgmental house, God, but, but as a house that is accepting and loving and that helps point people into our common goal of serving you. God, help us to be able to put you as the Lord and our Savior of our life. And help us, God, to be people who can help lead others into a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So church, this is the end of the service. And, and, uh, and, and we're, you, know, you, you, can, you can stay and hang out if, you, if you'd like, but you've got to stay and hang out in, outside of the, the front doors. And so at this time, we're going to wrap up. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. God, I'm just so glad to see all of your smiling, lovely faces. And I just, <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, man. It's been good. So God bless you. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.